The following contest is scheduled for one fall with a 60-minute time limit. Making their way down the aisle, Carlos, Mark, Nick, and Remy, the Entrance Ramp Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entrance Ramp Podcast. I am your host, Nick Vega, alongside my co-host, Mark Lindsay. Hey everybody, how are you today? <laughs> there we go. Car- Carlos Rodriguez. Hey everybody. And making his triumphant return, Remy. Don't talk to me or my son ever again. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start this week off. um, Last night, um, NXT had a major announcement. Next week, we're getting a triple threat match between Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano, and Keith Lee for the NXT North American title. Winner will head to face Adam Cole at whatever desired date they pick. Um, Winner take all match. Gentlemen, what are we thinking? Oh man, so so uh, so they get explain this to me because I don't know why I'm confused about it. So they get they get the North American title or no? Next week, North American title triple threat match. I yeah. want what predictions right now of who you think your winner is, and then they face Cole, and I want a prediction if they're gonna you know go ahead and take that belt from Cole or if Cole's gonna be undisputed, you know, pun intended. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Balor. Uh, we we speculated last week that was, like since he he uh, challenged Lee that he was gonna go that route, and I, I'm still gonna stick with that. Like I, I think I think Balor's gonna win, um, and then I know there's like the winner takes all. Like they'll go after Cole, but like I, I I think we'll build somehow to Keith Lee like challenging down the line for Adam Cole. Mark, I really don't know. Um... Any three that win this match is a win for me because I'm a big fan of all three of them. Um, I would say because I'm putting, you know, you're asking me to pick a winner. I'm going to go Finn Balor as well. Um, I want to see Finn Balor in the NXT world title picture. What better way than to have him be the North American champion? Remy, what are we thinking here? Put the pussy down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would just drop a rocket to Keith Lee. I mean, I don't know why you'd have Keith Lee in that match if he's not going to win it. Definitely. Yeah, that, I mean, I that's good. It just might bring back that yeah. heat, you know. I mean, we have, you know, we have stories that, like, actual fans are, are showing up to NXT. Um, they're letting a few fans in. Um, hence why we've had – well, I mean, that was a developmental panel that got uh, COVID, but, I mean, they're letting fans in, which I think it's not a great time to do it. No, but we could talk I, about that in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think I think we talked about it before on the show. Like Keith Lee doesn't have his luster without fans, and like the the wrestlers are doing a pretty good job of like kind of building them up. Other than the random "this is awesome" chant, because it it feels soulless from them. Of course, yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of the "this is awesome" chant in general. I think it's time is over. There are a lot of chants that I think are outdated. I think people need new chants. But like it, it doesn't mean anything when the wrestlers give it to each other. Like, I mean, right. come Just on, yeah, stuff on the back. Yeah, I would like to start a chant that says "You're doing your job." You know, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta figure out the cadence for that though. That's the, that's the thing. When, when <laughs> you're AEW doing your job, Philly, whenever they come back to Philly, we'll figure that out. Um, I I think I'm gonna. Go ahead and pick Gargano. I think he's the wild card because he came out of nowhere. Like it was supposed to be Finn Balor versus Keith Lee, and then Johnny Gargano shows up and he has an NXT title shot. 
or North American title shot. And he's he's got unfinished business with um with Cole, but in the end, I don't see any of it mattering because I see Karrion Cross winning the whole damn thing. Dude, I mean that guy is on a roll on like anything. Like, I, I think he's gonna have like such a special push. I mean, we can already see it too, and we've talked about it before on the show. But man, like that dude's on like a trajectory, man. I I, I, I wondering if like um kind of going off on a little tangent. Like I, I know you guys, I, I've mentioned it before that. The deal that Karrion got was basically the deal that was offered Paige last year before he signed with AEW. And I wonder if they would have done something similar, just kind of push him to the moon. I mean, obviously, like, Paige is a smaller guy. They would have built him as, like, a monster. But, like, would he have been, like, the guy? In NXT, for sure. Yeah. I think he would have been been fine. Um, speaking of Karrion Cross, next week he's supposed to face Bronson Reed. Which I expect to be a full throwaway match in another beatdown. Uh yeah, but it could it could be like a, a like a showcase for him. Like it could be a showcase to see like, oh man, this dude's already fast and on like they'll show how strong he can be by taking out this giant like dude from Australia or New Zealand. I hope I didn't mess that up. We did this once before. And they get so <laughs> I, angry. I stopped guessing countries. Wales, you know, let's just throw it all <laughs> Yeah. Right. All, all my love for Tegan knocks out the window. <laughs> oh, Australian. I said I got it first. It's Australian. <laughs> you're you're like the kid with, that signs in all the multiple choices, and then when the team gets in, you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no, I know. You didn't say <laughs> that I couldn't sign all of them. <laughs> um, Only that you shouldn't. Yes, that should yeah. We also had the um, NXT uh, – te- well, actually, not the NXT. We had the women's tag team t- uh, titles um, with Bailey and um, Banks versus uh, Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. And that pretty much just ended with uh with Bailey and Banks winning. Um, Dude, Wednesday night was that like Teddy Long special? Yeah, it was just a tag team matchup. Like if Teddy Long just came out somehow on both shows, <laughs> and then Undertaker would have shown up. He's like, "If I know Undertaker, <laughs> <laughs> the Undertaker tag team matches, Teddy Long specials." Um, so I that shit up as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so just announced was um. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Asuka next week for the Raw Women's title. Do we think Charlotte Flair is going to win the title and make this a whole triple threat, you know, carousel between them and Nia Jax? I, I, no, I, I, mean, I, I don't think she's going to win on a Raw. I wouldn't be surprised if she was at SummerSlam. No, I do. I think they should have pulled the trigger to Knox, um, Knox, Nia Jax. Um, <laughs> because Asuka. Look, I, Nick, what you said a couple weeks ago made perfect sense. You know, you, you don't just do the angle with Becky and pass the torch to Asuka to just have her lose. But if you want to get somebody over dominantly, you do that. And they, they didn't do it with Nia Jax. Charlotte is worthy of doing that with. So I say, I say uh, Charlotte wins, and then you kind of hopefully have Charlotte kind of groom Nia Jax along because I guarantee you if Nia hurts Charlotte, we don't have to worry about any backstage stories coming out. Charlotte's going to take care of business in the ring. Yeah. And Nia's going to show up on Impact Wrestling in 90 days. (laughs) (laughs) Impact? Damn, I think she would at least show up on AEW. I I don't know why. I 
don't but, think they would want Nia Jax. I got to be honest. Oh, I mean, and it's messed up, but like I, someone messed, said something wrong. Oh no, so I, I think when we were addressing Tessa, you know, in her her uh, racist comments um, a few months back, someone said like, "There's a reason why people go to Impact Wrestling, like because you messed up." I was like, "Kind of <laughs> messed up." <laughs> like, so wait, that's the equivalent of like, what about Brian wrong? I mean, I've, I've ripped Impact for that like impact will uh, impact will hire anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Elgin's working right now in the United States. I almost get like New Japan like hire him because I don't I don't know why I understand it more so than an American company. But like Elgin works for Impact Wrestling, and he's a top build now, and he's kind of a not well, great they're, person. They're taking 2013 ROH guys and still using them, so you know. Yeah, that's another good point. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man! Yeah, that that, that I think that's gonna be interesting on Monday. I, I so Mark, you're going with Charlotte winning? Oh, Charlotte, why not? Yeah, yeah, it's fair. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna be upset by it. I I would assume like a big pay per view. I mean, that that'd be a nice swerve too. We we don't. It's so rare to see a title change on a on a weekly show. Like we get that with AEW, but there are also also like four pay per views per year. So it's it's nice when you see a Dorn. A thing like that. It may, there's a mystique to like dynamite. Like, oh, you never actually know what might happen. Mm-hmm. Like, Cody might lose a TNT title match. I could definitely see Charlotte Flair winning just on the basis of you can keep the theme going that Asuka can't beat Charlotte Flair because that seems to be the theme. And then have her chase the title for the rest of the year with Nia Jax. You know, let the honestly, I'm not mad if the title changes a few times. You know, it'll keep the, the title relevant in the sense of it's it'll always be defended some way, somehow. And it, well, when Becky was uh, when Becky like started getting like a little stale, um, that that when they started doing that storyline, you know, at the beginning of the year this year of her going after Oscar, I was like, that's cool because she lost the beat her. Yeah, I was like, that, she lost. She lost at the Royal Rumble, and that and that's what set her off, you know, to win the Raw Women's Title in WrestleMania. Like, yep, yeah, I, I thought that was an interesting storyline, and so. If that's the case, and like Oscar can't beat Charlotte, and they're both like, if you think about it, they really are the two top, right? Like athlete wise, like I would say, yeah, they're not the two top booked wise, and that's the that's no, the, that's the issue, yeah. So that's the whole problem. That's why I don't give Oscar a chance, and maybe I'll be proven wrong, and that's fine. But Oscar no. booked well. It makes sense, especially because Paul Heyman's gone. Since he's not in charge, I can see him continuing to push Oscar, but. Without him there, I could see Vince going with the old, you know, card. <laughs> Charlotte, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we have ninjas now <laughs> on Raw. You know, we got, we got. Why, why'd you have to bring that up? I don't uh, know. I'm gonna bring it up. Viking bring profits. It up. And what, I like, I, I like Montez Ford. Jerry Lawler would say of the ramen noodle moonsault or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jerry Lawler said that. We well, all. Thank God that. he's not Right. Well deserved shit on on him for that. And then right. what happens? <laughs> Mr. Mace, you know what? Make Tazawa uh ninja. Like Tazawa can speak English. You guys know that, right? Like That's my point. That's Vince McMahon for you in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Keep his ass in NXT, dude. Like just keep him on 205 Live. Like what's he gonna show up on 205 Live with his ninjas and Shaquille O'Neal? That shit. <laughs> no, Shaquille O'Neal. Like- Shaquille right behind you. 
there's a tried and true like I, I want to step outside the racism bubble for a moment because this is definitely racist. So yeah. I feel like we don't we don't really have to touch that. Yeah. But like you can make the <laughs> argument. A lot of people would. A lot of people would that as long as you're on TV getting booked in matches, that's a good thing. That's fair. And yeah. I don't see that in this scenario. No, no, I, who, who could get this gimmick over? Like again, no, like it's no one. It's boring. It's corny. It's racist. I mean, like it screams like the, those, like uh, the Repo Man, and and uh, you know, least, like the Repo Man. Black Man was in real like. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> yeah. This is just this is just bad all around, and Vince mm -hmm. McMahon has horrible timing because of real life situations. This is just hard. look. It should be dropped. Throw it off the window, set on fire, and let's start again tomorrow. But that's not. I, I thought I thought it was a one-time thing. Like I thought, yeah, I was like, all right, this is in poor taste, but it's just a Sunday thing. And it and was for you. One day you're texting me photos. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Vince, Vince watched that. And was like, let's get it twice. <laughs> like, we got to keep doing it. And I mean, devil's advocate. Like, there is a proper good way that you could do something like a ninja gimmick. Mm -hmm. But like, sure. it's got to be the wrestler. It's yeah, got to it be something they come up with, something that they want to do. It's got to be their character, like not just like, oh, this guy is, you know, yeah, he's some kind of, you know, East Asian. Let let's just uh, <laughs> let's, let's make him a ninja. Yeah, like there's no way that Tozawa was like, hey, uh, Mister uh, McMahon, sir, uh, I know you're dealing, you know, with the fallout of the XFL and bankruptcy and you know that stuff, but. Uh, you mind if I become a ninja on TV? He's like, oh, that's good. That's good shit. <laughs> yeah, the kids will love it. Can, yeah. we, can we switch gears? Somebody throw me a question. Uh, <laughs> the more I talk about ninjas, the more I lose brain cells. Well, no, sorry. So as we're talking about Raw, how about what are you? I want I want everyone's thoughts on um, the latest uh, COVID stuff, man, that came out. Like uh, one of the developmental wrestlers um, tested positive. They canceled Tuesday's tapings. Um, Kevin Owens was not present. He asked to not wrestle for the current taping. So I, he's, he's going to be off TV for like at least two, three weeks to see because of uh, that. I don't think he's going to get punished. I mean, but how correct now is Roman Reigns for leaving right before WrestleMania? Very. He's very yeah. correct. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that was just such poor taste. I mean, I know like they do temperature checks and stuff, but it seems like AEW is a little more on top. They, you know, we're hearing stuff from Meltzer about like they don't want they don't want masks. If you wear a mask, you're not allowed in the building. So, like, so they explained that they have a uh, Shivani explained this on the post game match uh, when they were live last time. Mm -hmm. They have two wristbands. Uh, they get tested once off site. Mm -hmm. That way, if anybody's sick, they don't get anybody else that they come in contact with sick. And then they get a second wristband to enter the venue, and that's when they get their. Th the, so they get the test first, then they get their temperature checked when they enter the building. So yeah. they're, they're they're basically screened, I guess, for lack of a better term, twice. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, the union workers, they that I saw the local um, whatever union that works at in Jacksonville, they they posted to like the first set of like kind of live tapings. Um, they posted there, like, hey, we all got tested, and on BTE, I, I don't know if Mark, if you saw that. Uh, Matt and Nick showed off the wristbands yeah. with same detail. Like he said, like this is because of this, this is because of that. Um, that's the only way we're allowed in the building. 
So that's that's still not perfect. No. And, uh, you know, the, the NBA is looking to start their season soon. They're going to be at, what, Disney and some, you yeah. know, they're going to have the whole resort to themselves. And there was a news of the airport, the Orlando airport employees that I think two or three had COVID, mm-hmm. but they came in contact with up to 250 other people. This is just not going to go away. Um, I don't I don't want fans in attendance. I don't want wrestlers not wearing masks at ringside. This is just this is in poor taste all around. I'm not going to get political about it, but this is this is there's no end in sight for how this is going to be. No, no, and, and it goes beyond like a, a political issue too at this point. Like, and kind of in an entertainment side, um, AMC theaters has mentioned there's like it's a political thing. We're not going to make people wear masks. It's not a political thing, dude. It's life or death. Like, and if not for you, for your grandmom, your grandpa, uh, your immunosuppressed like sister, you know, like. Like your best friend that had cancer two years ago and beat it, like that's fuck not AMC. fair. Yeah, like fuck yeah, fuck that. AMC. Uh, first of all, they don't give a shit about Fast and Furious, so fuck them. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? They're not going to show Fast that. and Furious next year in theaters, so they can fuck them. But no, nah, like it, it's it's a weird like stand and like the fact that AEW it's not perfect, but I have more respect for them for how they're approaching it and like watching BT. I know it's like that, you know, Colt Cabana has that segment where, like, he tries to get his thing on BTE and Kenny Omega is a bitch and, like, everyone punks him out. So, like, this week's segment was hilarious. Like, he's chasing him through the building. If you notice, man, like, on the stage, FTR is, like, going over the match and, like, the segments and stuff, and they're wearing masks. And Butcher and Blade are, like, talking to them, too, and they're wearing masks. Everyone's wearing masks, literally, but Kenny and Colt because they're just doing that bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like that's a little better than everyone else is, like, wearing masks. And, like, yeah, when the show starts, they're not. But that could be, like, just for aesthetics. I mean, they have chairs, right? They're allowed to sit down, you know? Well, AEW can. Uh, NXT, yeah. SmackDown, they don't let their talent sit down for some reason, which has gotten them in a whole other world of trouble. Yeah, and, and just the, the thought of, like, actual, like, fans or, or, or friends of family being able to show up like son about that just worries me man and a lot of it is worrying but like i know it seems like weirdly like we're on AEW's jock but man like son about AEW and how they've been processing business and it just seems more like concern for the wrestlers their well-being this is a weird time you know and a lot of companies have shuttered. A lot of companies have like closed the doors. That's one of the next things I want to bring up was before we start filming, I wanted to bring up the Evolve stuff. Like they completely canceled their events. But like now, like it just seems like AEW is doing it better. And they're getting the messaging ahead. And now, like Mojo Raleigh on what was it yesterday or Tuesday of, of our recording, he posted like he showed a video of him getting tested. Like, that's the first time since March. It's the end of June. Like, you're telling me no one's got, like, what is your procedure? Yeah. Like, what is it? And do they let regular fans in? Like, if I'm in Orlando, there's no way in hell. There's no way in hell. And, like, that's, that. I would love to do something like that. It's like an intimate wrestling thing. Not in today's environment, though. Not only until, like, five years down the line. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the hell the world's going to look like, man. I, I talked about us going to Dynamite, but, like, when's that going to happen? That was supposed to happen already. We were so all supposed to go. 
Well, I mean, for one, too, this is important to mention because, like, this this aspect of it is apolitical. Like, COVID isn't going to go away by the end of this year, and it's not going to go away next year, and it's not going to go away the year after that. The luckiest we get is that we figure out how to manage it, and we get a vaccine for this because COVID is zootropic. It's transmitted between different species, which means even if you tried to wipe it out in people, you're still going to have wild animals that carry it and transmit it back to people. Like so, yeah. I mean that's that's how that's how we wound up getting it in the first place. So every year, probably for the rest of our lives, we'll be dealing with it in some respect. We'll be adding um, a COVID vaccine to our flu shots every year. That's yeah. very likely. Yeah, or like when kids get like shots. Like my my daughter just got one for polio, like last week, and she's like nine months. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah, I don't want her to get polio or I don't want polio to come back. Like, I don't know what the future holds for this virus, but like with wrestling companies and any entertainment companies, like you mentioned the NBA, like I know we're a wrestling show, but yeah, the NBA has a plan. Like, and when like sports, America is such a sports rich culture and we have so many different sports, you know, we're not like limited to, you know, no offense to Europe or our European listeners, but like, it's not just soccer. And even then, they're doing empty arenas. Hey, come on. What about rugby? Oh, that's fair, too. Right? Yeah. yeah. To be fair, I'd rather watch rugby. I, I, I kind of get it. And it's... The pond. I'm, I'm here for you. Okay. Yeah, there we go. And, but, yeah, like, we have the NBA and the NFL and, you know, hockey. And, like, hockey has a plan. NBA has a plan. Major League Soccer, I think, has a plan. You know, MLB has something. But like, <laughs> no, they don't. Don't lie. No, they don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> July fifteenth, baby. That's when they're gonna come back. <laughs> I know. But no. like, uh, how just, important is this question, right? Because Dr. Fauci. We'll talk later. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Fauci got asked about football. Like, how do you do football? Like, right. that's how much we not love happening. sports, man. It's not. You know? it's not happening. Not not one bit. I love football just as much as the next guy. But I'll tell you right now, there ain't no way they fit in. 53 people on each side just for the teams. And then you got to add an extra 30 for the trainers and the coaches. Then you got to add an extra 40 for the people running the cameras and everything. Yeah. Not to mention the facilities itself. It could work if they made it flag football because then they don't touch each other every single play. You know? (laughs) Maybe. Tom Brady's definitely winning the fucking Super Bowl. I'll tell you, I feel like the people that are dealing with this the best are like, you know, you've, you've got. The, you've got millennials. We've been getting shit on our whole lives. <laughs> you've got you've got Gen X, who like you know, like Gen X in the eyes of the general public doesn't even seem to exist. So like, yeah. you guys are okay. Like, yes, yeah, you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's cool. I look at my grandparents, like Silent Generation, you know, and like they know exactly how to deal with this because they lived through the Great Depression and all this other horrible shit, and then take like. <laughs> that like middle ground right there, like that kind of, those couple of decades right there. It's like no, you guys are angry at us. But yeah, I mean, it's, and look at, and look at the NBA's plan, right? Like, because it does involve wrestling. But like, look at the NBA's plan, right? How are they trying to get fans? Not fans. I'm sorry to like the players to be like, hey, we need you. We need ratings. We need this. We need money. Oh, okay, so yeah, if you play in the, in this league and you play their eight regular seasons, you can watch Black Widow. You know, before it comes out in November. Okay. Am I about to join the Sixers? Like, because I might. I don't know. I really want to watch this movie. 
I finally got my dream of playing basketball. But the NBA also did give out rings that'll tell you if you have COVID-19 symptoms. And it's, yes, it's I did see those smart proven, rings. It's been proven 90% correct, so, you know. Where are these? Exactly. Yeah, I, exactly. has them, right? Oh, that, yeah, that not is, the general public. That leads to a whole other conversation. That's that a, yeah. That's where we have. start going off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can't have that conversation. But, no, it, it definitely um, – in the world of sports, it's definitely going to be turned upside down the next couple yeah. of years because because we're you know it's just going to be a thing. Like we, there is no timeline for when COVID nineteen will be over. They some people think it'll never be over and yeah. be a vaccine like you guys were saying. Hey, um, I mean, hey, I, but kudos I, to, to AEW for doing the right thing. Yeah. Wrestlers be treated right, you know, being able to sit down. If yeah. there's something out of this whole situation, you can see. Like I love WWE. I grew up. We all did on WWF WWE. But you can see what the greedy company is versus what like the homegrown company looks like. You know, the company that's like trying to, you know, hoist itself up from the bootstraps. And yeah, it you know it's it, it's a nice thing to see. But hopefully WWE gets their stuff. yeah yeah get like shout out to AEW, shout out to New Japan, shout out to like ROH. I know like uh, they're closed, but still like <laughs> I like they're, they're trying to stay closed. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm kind of moving on, right? Because of, uh, of COVID, I wanted to talk about Evolve, man. Like we, we talked about a little bit last week. There was rumors, and now stuff, some stuff is starting to come out. So WWN um, Evolve promotion is set to cease operations. I'm reading like an article from uh, WrestlingInc.com from Mark Middleton. Um, for the time being, would no longer run events moving forward. Um, so like the games, uh, Spokolsky, uh, I'm Did the refund. Yeah, yeah. He 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 mentioned on there they had a private Facebook group. He shuttered that. Um, there's no plans to run any events moving forward. There's rumors that WWE is going to buy them in their library, um, and that there's another rumor. This is like super. Like this is where everyone kind of all of us are in agreement that like, all right, this is like hearsay and this it has no meaning. But like WWN um, is splintering, and all like the little companies are going to just kind of go off on their own little own thing. Instead of how they created like WWN, so I I, I want to get everyone's like reaction to this. I'm like, what what do you guys think? Do you think yeah. I, I'm in? I'm about to... Yeah, <laughs> I know. Because I, and this is gonna sound horrible to say, but anybody who if Vince wanted them, they would already be in NXT right now. Yeah, that's fair. And a lot of their talent does get used. I mean, they they are featured on 205 Live. They've been like you know Austin Theory. Was their champion now? You know he's on Raw. Um, I I the only thing I I think evolved was good for, uh, and I'm not speaking. I'm not trying to speak ill of the company. Is that it was a breeding ground for this next uh, evolution. And now you knew like if you got an evolve, that means that Gabe thought you were that good to be featured on evolve, and you build up evolve. Well, guess who's there? Gabe can talk to Regal. Regal can be like, "Yo, Gabe told me you're awesome. Let me. I want you on NXT this week." I want you go against Finn Balor. Now you have a match against Prince Devitt, you know, the you know New Japan Junior Heavyweight Champion, the first Universal Champion. Like you have a, a showcase on a Wednesday night show, and then look look at look at Austin Theory, man. Like his his stock is so high now, and I've been singing his high, high with Paul Heyman running Raw. Yeah, you know, now refrigerated, and I think the news here would be if WWE did not buy Evolve because yeah. then. They're they're just gonna let this company fold and 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 die. And I, I think it's bigger news 
if they don't buy the company. Yeah, I think that 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 would be the thing. Because if they buy them, then the question becomes, do, are they just NXT, right? They're just completely NXT, or do you keep that as another brand and have them come to the twenty three hundred arena still and have them like sell out those shows, like because you you still need that. I don't want to say that they're lower, but you need that breeding ground. You know, to, I, NXT's I, a brand now. Yeah, I hadn't thought about this like. Uh, as being something WWE would consider keeping as a brand until you mentioned the arena. Right, yeah. That that's another thing. Like that that arena has so much significance to now WWE as a brand because of ECW. Um but it has significance with fans in the stands. There's no yeah. we just talked about this for three that's years. Crazy. There might be no so just sell everything. Just stop. Like just to stop. Just, yeah. WWE should just absorb, evolve, and then that's it. Done. Yeah. And and, and and thank you for your run. And then three years down the road, when fans, when we have a vaccine and fans come back in, then you, you know, and Evolve had that one network special. If they wanted to, they could probably work another special. Um, I'm sure they they wouldn't mind using the talent. Uh, to me, this is this isn't a story yet. It's going to be a story yeah. down the road. Yeah, it just seems like, uh, as I mentioned, and kind of what I wanted to mention it before, because I, I want to keep an eye on it. It seems like there's smoke. I don't right. know if there's fire right. yet. Right. Yeah. There, there, it's yeah. a story, but I don't think the story now. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna. I think it's. I. I want to know where we're at in a month from now. If we don't hear anything, then I'm assuming they're just splintered, and that's it. Yeah. That's that's fine. But you know, kind of a waste. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's sad. Yeah, I mean that library is, is I think probably the selling point. WWE like prides himself on the network and what they have on there, but that evolve library. I'm like, can you imagine the matches you can see? You know, like we we have like Ricochet, we have Drew McIntyre. You know, like I don't know how you explain why the dude has the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, on <laughs> or what dub music you put on it on the network because they dub over everything. And terrible dubs, especially when you watch like stuff from the eighties. Like that's definitely not Ricky Stimbo's theme song. There can't be <laughs> WCW. But yeah, I don't know. What, what do you guys want to talk about? You guys want to talk a little AEW? I mean, I'm down for that. Nick, what do you think? Sh- sure. Pulling the conversation here. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to throw me a question. Like, I mean, I've, I've talked enough beforehand about how much I uh, hate certain tropes in WWE, right? I think we can just bypass that. Yeah, I think we can. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're good on that one. <laughs> and, and just imagine, I haven't heard you say anything in a while. So, <laughs> go I'll, off, man. I'll be brief. I mean, there was no reason to tease a match with Christian that they had no desire to deliver on. That they weren't going to deliver on to make to put that as something that's supposed to be the main event of the show. That's resolved in five minutes. Somebody who's a war- former world champion two times that the company never seemed to have much faith in. Mm-hmm. Like, and knowing that he also shouldn't win that match if they had it in the first place, like what Christian comes back out of retirement and beats Randy Orton. Like, yeah. So they booked themselves into a corner and they went the most disappointing route possible, which is, I hate it. it upset me. It ruined the whole show for me. Well, I, yeah, this is the crazy thing, right? It's 2020. And I just said the most disappointing part of this angle was Ric Flair. Yeah. 
right? You would think like you add Ric Flair. This is some pepper on this steak. No, no, not at all. Why? Randy Orton is a legend killer. Randy Orton's a monster. He just proved that in his weird, like, greatest match of all time. So why are you going to have Ric Flair come out of nowhere and just hit him in the dick? Like, why? Why is Christian in this? Christian never even got a goodbye match. Like, he went out quiet. He went out like The Rock. Like, I'm just going to go away quiet. And Rock eventually came back, you know, and had kind of had, like, a basically a farewell match. But, like, he went away quiet. Well, I mean, Christian got forced out, too, though. There's that, too, yeah. Like, I mean, Rock didn't have to retire. He uh, he just moved on to, yeah. you know, greener pastures. But Christian, like, old school, like, he didn't want to, he didn't, you could tell he doesn't want that, like, that, like, hey, let's make a big thing about it, you know? Like, Edge going, that he was young, that's weird, you know? Christian kept going for a few years after, but. Yeah, like, I got it. Like, what happens Monday now, right? Like, we could speculate. What happens Monday now with Randy Orton? Who cares? There's, venom, there's no venom in his viper anymore, right? I don't care. What Remy just said, I don't care. It, it, it yeah. did nothing for me. Yeah, and then how do you – What? yeah, in, in my head, and, and Nick, I mean, you can speak to these. You're our raw guy. Like, what – how do you see this playing out? Because Edge is hurt. He's going to be out for a couple months after his second match, after a second taping to just clean up some angles. He got hurt on – a second taping of the match and Randy Orton is like just treading water perceivably. Christian was there for no reason. Was he going to show up again? No. The best, yeah. best thing to do is walk away with, with your head held high. You, you, you took out edge. We won't be back, you know, run, run that bullshit angle. Yeah. And, and, and we, we talked about this before, right? Like I, I want, and I want you, you guys to, kind of talk about this, especially you, Nick. I mentioned, like, it's obviously not going to happen now because of the tapings, but why not have him go against Kevin Owens? Like, yo, you just took out two Canadians that are, like, (laughs) national treasures, right? And think about how much, like, Kevin Owens loves Canadian wrestling, right? You're you're missing one thing there, Carlos. What? Mr. Man and Bruce Pritchard. So I'm going to tell you what's going to happen because of my um, 35-plus years of watching this sport that I love. Randy Orton will be hot shot into the world title picture. He will be the next contender for Drew McIntyre's championship. And at some point, Orton's going to come close to winning the title, and that's when Edge is going to come back and cost Orton the match. Mm. It's horrible, but I guarantee you something like that's going to (laughs) happen because it's a replayed storyline over and over again. It's Let's go back to the well. This worked before. Let's do it. And and that's what's going to happen with a Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon run Raw. And the fact that you said that and like how you said that, it's clicked for me. I was like, yeah, that's literally what's going to happen. Like It's going to be Survivor Series, and he's going to show back up and just hit him with a concerto or something. And it's it's a bummer because these these things often forget the organic reason why something worked in the first place which is, like, you don't necessarily have to plan out the entire year of what you're going to do in a promotion. You can just kind of... I mean, you know, this is armchair booking. It's not like I book wrestling. I wouldn't know the first thing I was doing in real life. Like, let's let's be honest. Hey, Tony Khan did a good job this year. <laughs> Typically, you start with the end, and you work your way back. Yeah. And that's the easiest thing to do. Um, 
unfortunately, when you're Vince McMahon and you change your mind the same day uh, that you're going to shoot an angle, it, you can't long-term book anymore. It's yeah, no. it's a very real problem. And to sing their praises again, I mean, we there's multiple interviews like with Nick and Matt saying that AEW is long-term booking. It shows. I mean, like they've been building that Dark Order storyline. They've been building everything. Like now, you know, COVID hit, so some stuff kind of stuttered for a little bit. But now we have Uno and Grayson back. Like stuff is starting to build back, and you're starting to see the pieces again. And I think if you're someone who works, if you're EVP of AEW or in that writers' room, you pull back, you see like five years down the line. And for us, we're like, man, why do they keep doing like someone's like, why do they keep doing this dark order storyline? Because freaking Brody Lee is gonna be you know AEW champion down the line, and we don't know it, we don't see it yet. They know what's happening, they know what's gonna happen in two years, and they see him as champion after he beats like Cody, you know, for the AEW world championship. Well, something like that. Staying with AEW, I know that Nick wanted to uh have me discuss something about AEW this week. So there was a promo I no no. no to give AEW credit, they recorded this episode last Thursday. So it was about a week old. And again, zero spoilers came out. We had kind of heard that Ricky Starks was going to wrestle, but we didn't know if it was going to be on Dark or if it was going to be on Dynamite. That kind of slipped. But that's that, that's news. That's not really a spoiler. Yeah. Um, did any of you guys notice the promo that Arn Anderson gave and Cody gave at the beginning of the match where he said that, Last week, he gets attacked by Jake Hager, and his brother doesn't save him. The elite doesn't save him. Maybe he's a man on his own. And then Arn Anderson goes, Cody, this is not the time or place for that, but you're right. Look, the four horsemen are coming to AEW, and Cody Rhodes will be the leader of the four horsemen. Mark my words. It's coming. And I don't don't think you're wrong, man. And, And you mentioned it like when we were talking last night. Um, a Rhodes leading the Horsemen, and how crazy that would be! And and us being fans of, of wrestling himself and knowing its history, when Tully showed up in that interview with Jr. Like Spears was getting an interview with Jr. last year, and Tully shows up, he's like, "Yo, this interview's over." But I have goosebumps right now just talking about it, and like that storyline's done. But like, but fast forward. Three weeks ago, and Tully had that heartfelt promo. Yeah, uh, you know, where do you want? Where do you see your career being? You know, and and Tully still has it. And you're like, wow! I, I not only am I a fan of Tully, I'm a fan of Sean Spears now because he's. Yeah. Let's see where he goes with this, and he hasn't been used at all. Sick. Yeah, I know that's fair, but gifting him the glove a few weeks back, Cody with this promo, and we've talked about how many times FTR being there now, and they're old school guys. That is the making of the new four horsemen. We don't have a Mongo McMichael to put in there now. We have actual like four. <laughs> you didn't have to mention that. I mean, I did it, man. Did, but you didn't have to. Mongo doing all the moves on Twitter. I was dying. I was dying earlier. You know, you're talking about long-term booking though, too, and it's like what I appreciate about these sometimes. I mean, there's somebody that's got to be pouring over this, but like Cody had mentioned months ago, feeling like he was on his own, mm-hmm. like, you know, talking about how Brandy's off doing this weird stuff, mm-hmm. you know, there that, uh, you know, Dustin had this, uh, blood feud with like, uh, you know, Jake Hager, somebody like, 
that he couldn't count on his own family and, you know, kind of like brushing it off like, oh, well, that's okay. And yeah, you kind of wonder, you know, if they're going to play this out as like something that's slowly getting to him. Yeah, and he, he's he's such a good heel. And we, we've talked about like he's he's the biggest face. Right. In probably all of wrestling right now. And like how cool would it be now to finally turn him back to that perfect heel persona that he cultivated in New Japan and ROH? Like a new version of that like ultimate heel, that would be amazing. And then having the legacy of Tully and Arn there and like the history behind of Rhodes being there. And then he he just got his name back, right? He just copyrighted his name mm-hmm. or he's in the process of it. So imagine just that first like, and here he is, the leader of the new horseman, Cody Rhodes. Like that would be crazy. He's an EVP. What if he changes his thing? He's like, I could challenge for the title now. Yeah, who would you? <laughs> well, what's about? Who would you see as a fourth member of the Horsemen? Well, I mean, I you said it earlier, and when you did, when you told me off air, I kind of don't even want to say it. I, uh, want just, I want you to say it because I think that that person would be the best fourth person. Because as good, I, I thought I thought what would really be cool because pro wrestling, other than AEW, NXT, and Raw and SmackDown. Every other promotion's dead. Um, I think a perfect fourth horseman would be Tessa Blanchard, you know? And then you have somebody going after the women's division championship. You have the world title or the TNT title, the tag titles with uh, F. Let's all agree that FTR will be in any version of the four horsemen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they yeah. They have to be, man. They have to be the Ole and Arn. Like, that's what they are. I, I, I guarantee you in their contract talks, they they were like, listen, we want him to talk to us and go on the road with us, at, you know, at least six months out of this contract situation. So they were like, and, right, and right. the best thing is, like, they don't need Tully and Arn to be there. But to have them there, it just, like, it finally puts that stamp on them that WWE never put on them. They're, they're two weeks or three weeks into their run in AEW, and they're being booked better than they have been with, like, at least main roster WWE. With one match. One match. With one match. One match, one interview. That's it. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that AEW has proven to us, though, is that they, like, they love stables because now you'll have the Four Horsemen, you'll have the Elite, you'll have the Inner Circle, you'll have Jurassic Death. Express. The yeah, Best Death Triangle. Death Triangle. Best you- Friends. Yeah, you, you legit, you legit have so many groups, and the the Dark Order, like you, you just so many groups. It feels like New Japan, like like they learn from like the Bullet Club's time there, like they they have Bullet Club, they have Chaos, they have like New Japan proper, they have Suzuki Gun, and everyone's booked proper, and there's like inner fighting sometimes yeah, with some matches like for tournaments and stuff. Like the New Japan Cup has like some inner like tournaments like that between chaos members and things like that like that's fine and they know how to book it it's so it's so smart and i think everyone in their time in different companies are building what the best parts of those companies were and they're mashing that the AEW. so you have that like that sense of like old school wcw you have that sense of new japan you have that sense of like good wwe with cody <laughs> yeah definitely um I, but I, Tessa, dude, I mean, it, it, that would be crazy too. Because a woman in the Horseman, beating be WWE to call them, <laughs> and now a Horsewoman because she's already a men's champion in Impact. You yeah. Horseman, yeah, like that'd be crazy. 
That would be nice. I'm, I'm, great. I'm, I'm, imagine she goes off and she wins the women's title and the world title. Just why not? Yeah. As long be, as she cleans I, don't, up I, don't see, I don't see it happening in AEW, but like it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be impossible. I mean, we know how Tony Khan feels about racist people. Just ask Hulk Hogan. And Linda Hogan. <laughs> you ain't never out here. I ain't trust Hulk Hogan anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to, to quote the Iron Sheik. <laughs> he said, I ain't never watched this show, brother. <laughs> <laughs> one, one other thing I want to talk about real quick, and I know that we have a time limit here, um, yeah. is the character development of Britt Baker. Um, I popped okay. out of my chair when she was wheeling the or the string along the nose of Shabani. <laughs> she got taken away by Big Swole. It, Britt Baker is finding her spot, and I think in any other any other wrestler who got injured during the height of their push would be detrimental. But I think to Britt Baker, it's making her better. Yeah. Uh, is really getting her character developed. And I give AEW credit for that. I give her credit for that. And anybody who's working with her, I give credit because she has been one of my favorite things to watch every week on, on hey, AEW. You. Yeah, you can tell she's a student of the game too. You can tell, and there's been like backstage stuff saying that you know she's talking to Nick, she's talking to Matt, you know she's talking to Cody, and I, I mean let's not forget that the biggest heel in WWE right now is Adam Cole, you know, and that's her fiance. So why not like if you're home cooking dinner, Blake? Like, hey, what do you think about why home even- home <laughs> tomorrow? When you're at home cooking dinner, you got any tips? Yeah. <laughs> Like yo, you know what that dream match? Eh. <laughs> I mean, I gotta, I gotta imagine though that, uh, yeah, like she, she's definitely got to be a student of the game because that that heel turn was the best thing that could have happened to her. I mean, she was floundering before that, like in the mm-hmm. ring, was not delivering on the mic, mm-hmm. was not delivering. Just like some people, just have it. As the villain, like first you know, off, she's a dentist. She should know. No one likes the damn dentist. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, just be a heel. It it, it works perfectly. Like, it worked for Eyes of Yakum. Yeah, right. <laughs> he grew up to be Kane. Yeah. <laughs> that legit sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. <laughs> right, Doctor. You know, Evil Three. I mean, if you look at like his whole arc getting there, it's like, oh yeah, no. Um, before you're Kane, you're gonna be fake Diesel. Oh, right, God, I forgot. He looks so he's, weird. He survived so much. Shout out Never to Mark. And he's a mayor. He's a yep. mayor. Yep. He's a mayor. hard villain. He's a mayor. He's mayor. You know, I mean, it's, let's, let's not, that first movie's trash. You guys have to watch Mark Jacobs. No one's gonna correct me on these things. Mark Jacobs. We're stat boy. <laughs> For a second, I thought you said Mark Echo. I was like, we we playing game. No, up. no. <laughs> you know, you know, live stream. It's Glenn Jacobs, but I call it the Mark Jacobs. Oh, Mark Jacobs. The Mark, I think Mark Jacobs is the guy who designs handbags, right? Yep, I think so. <laughs> We're all very matchable with our Roy Rumble shirt. I got a Nintendo I, shirt. I think cuck is. What do I know? <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Up that thing so we get in the show. Alrighty. 
I would I would give some context for this, this week's episode. <laughs> we're filming on a Thursday, not like normal. That's why there's no SmackDown talk. Plus, we're we're changing format, so I do want to appreciate everyone staying with us on this one. It's Thursday, June eighteenth, and today's a weird. It's a weird day for wrestling, guys. Just saying that a lot of weird stuff broke. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Background. Give a little background of touch and go for many different things, right? I mean, there's yeah. I mean, there. I like to be very serious for a moment. There's a lot of allegations coming out. So I, I personally would like to say, if you did, son, go fuck yourself. You're a piece of shit. But, but there's a lot. Yeah, proven guilty. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. So every, every everything is, you know, yeah. Just be good people, guys. Just that's yeah. all. Yeah. That's... Don't be pieces of shit to women. That's all. So, that's literally so, all we have to do, guys. It's not hard. It's really yeah, not hard. hard. It's really not. But I'm uh, yeah. sure that um that that Jawski. Yeah, yeah. So I just want some context why we're in a weird place because man, it's a <laughs> it's a weird day, man. All right, so I uh, I found this uh, earlier in the week. I tagged Mark in it uh, since we're part of a kind of wrestling Facebook group. What's up, guys? Uh, and uh, let's see, this is my entire screen. There we go. Excuse me. Uh, share this. All right, there we go. So this is uh, this is a it was a white card and red card, and you had to choose uh, which one would you rather watch. Uh, so in the white card here, just to run down the matches. We have Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle. That's a that's a classic, guys. Let's uh, do this. How about we do this? How about we each pick the winner of this, these cards, right? Ooh. We each pick like one it. of these cards, and then we choose the card we would rather see. I love okay. it. I love it. All right, all right. So Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle, guys. Kurt Angle. Bret Hart. Right. Gotta go with Bret. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kurt. We're splitting the middle. He's he's just a machine, though. Like we're talking I'm, like perfect. Hold on, T- time out for some context. This is prime everyone at their yeah. very top peak. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, the next match, I I gotta you know, we gotta Hogan, go. <laughs> we going down or, or over? We're going down because we're saving that <laughs> for last. Okay, That's all, right, all right. So so barbed wire match: The Fiend yeah. versus the Great Muda. Muda. If, I must say, if it's a barbed wire match, I'll go with I'll go with Muda. Yeah, I'll go with Muda, and that's not even like a bad look for the fiend. No, no. I, got, I got to pick Muda on this one too. Yeah, that's Muda. an honorable win, man. That's an awesome yeah. win. Like, I mean, like this is this is the Muda character. It's not, you know, like yeah, yeah. That's you got to think about it in that context specifically. Exactly, and then so what? Next match we have a TLC match with the Bulldogs versus Christian and Edge. I'm so uninterested in this matchup. I could like. Really, I, I think it would be like a very hard hitting, fast match. Like if you think about like I'm, Dynamite I told Kid, you, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going with Christian and Edge because fuck Dynamite Kid. So, <laughs> I, I, if this were a two out of three falls match, I would take the Bulldogs because it's TLC. Got to go Edge and Christian on this one. Yeah, I agree. Got to give it to the guys that like helped create the match. Yeah, and, and you would assume they're heels in this, right? Edge and Christian, like the, yeah, the funny heels. So you got. That's like a like a prickish heel win too. You would assume. <laughs> so we're doing the fatal four way at the end. I would yeah, yeah. upright corner at the end because that's the only match I care about on this entire list. Okay, all right. So yeah. we'll do fatal four way next. So we got. So we're talking about peak everyone. So peak Lesnar versus peak Vader. I'm assuming New Japan WCW Vader, mm-hmm. Ming, and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Who is Terry Bam Bam Gordy? I had no yeah, idea. I, that's all what it. What you look at? I, I, I told you Mark was gonna freak out. Yeah, I, you did tell me earlier. Yeah. 
He is a member of the fabulous Freebirds. Go yep. back and watch the network. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I I know who he is now. Okay, that brings the bell. Wrestling history, the Christmas night, 1982. Kerry Von Erich wrestles Ric Flair for the NWA world title. The Freebirds, who were faces at the time, are are, are trying to get Kerry Von Erich the world title by cheating and getting Von Erich the title. Kerry goes, no, 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 I don't want anything to do with this. So then Kerry uh, knocks out Michael Hayes, who was like an in-the-ring second referee, and Kerry Gordy slams the door on um, Kerry Von Erich's face. And the for the next three years, the Von Erichs versus the Freebirds wrestled all over yeah. Texas. Barry, Terry Gore, and then forget 83, 84, 85. 1992, he comes back and teams with Dr. Death Steve Williams, and they have a bunch of classics with the Steiner Brothers. Terry Gordy is the man, but I got to go. I mean, let's be honest. Vader in 92 was the man. Yeah, dude. I like, think he was shit. Pick Lesnar in this match. You, you're picking Lesnar? Picking Lesnar. I, I, oh, I, I, yeah. I, I, well, he's. Here's, here's the thing. I'm going to pick Vader only because of the stipulation. A fatal four-way, three stretchers, one survivor. I, I'm I'm taking that as a, a sort of an elimination kind of thing. And if I'm those three dudes, I go after Lesnar first because he's the most legit badass to ever step between those rings. Yeah. So, so I see a triple threat match, essentially, and I'd pick Vader out of those three. Yeah, I'm thinking that, like, I mean, how many people have talked about, like, Vader? And, and like, I literally watched a retrospective of Vader in WWE, and, like, he I, have fond memories of I, have, I have so, like, many, like, fond memories of Vader in WWE. And watching his retrospective, I was like, they're all tainted. They're all tainted. Like, like he did not have a good run in WWE. And, like, retrospective of him in WCW and New Japan, I was like, oh, he's oh, yeah. shit, a complete different person in WWE. And he, oh, wait, yeah. what he's, he's like, I'm just a fat piece of shit. Yeah, well, I was like, "What the hell?" But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Vader too, Remy. So, well, wait, it was Vader that got his eye scooped out, right? Vader, yeah, yeah, and he ripped okay. it back to check. And he put it back. He yeah. put it back in. It was <laughs> gross. I watched it. Yeah, it's a hell of a match, though. Hell okay, yeah! So my first question is like. This is fantasy booking at its finest. Do you think yeah. Brock Lesnar would let himself get put in this match? No, no. So I have to imagine a match in which Brock Lesnar is going to be booked to lose dominantly. And I'm yeah. really, 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 really struggling because this this takes on a whole meta element for me of backstage clout. Yeah. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so we're like, like Why? mystical, like. Vince yeah. McMahon is booking this. I oh. cannot tell you. You're asking me if Vince McMahon is booking this match. No, 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 no. Uh, if, no, I, no, if, no. If, I'm, if if Vince McMahon books this match, then Lesnar wins. Yeah. Well, you're booking this match. Well, well that's that, that's how I'm viewing this card. You're okay, booking. so if I'm booking this match, I got to think about who I want to win. I mean, the answer is Vader. Easily. There, there you go. <laughs> So we got the the New Age Outlaws versus uh, Chris Adams and Gino Hernandez. I don't know really much about the other two. I, I know Gino Hernandez. I don't know Chris Adams. So I did. Look, like look at Mark. Mark's so sad. I had a goddamn heart attack. <laughs> From a technical standpoint, the dynamic duo. I'm sorry, Chris Adams and Gino Hernandez, the new youngins. The dynamic duo would win this match, but 
Yeah, what do you, go ahead, just go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I know I've heard of Gino Hernandez. I've, I've seen like some I've, matches. I've so heard of Gino Hernandez too. But I like, just never heard of Chris Adams. I don't know how I never did. I know Brian Adams. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's anything like him, he sucks. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go New Age Outlaws because I have more like I have more of a mental history with them. I don't think that they're a better tag team, but just I, I just keep thinking them. Yeah, same. I don't. I, I'm, who I know? I'm trying to care less about this, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I really, I really can't. I mean, okay. So here's the way I look at the New Age Outlaws: is the New Age Outlaws were like you know, a lower to mid-card tag team that benefited strongly yep. from the Era. time and place that they were in and their association with, you know, Degeneration X, Triple H, like all of that. So they got kind of a rub off of that. And if you follow, again, this is not a knock against Billy Gunn. <laughs> yeah, dude. At all. You know, this isn't a knock against, uh, you know, the road dog. But where else did these guys ever get themselves over? TNA? I'm, I was about not to say. Even, though, right? No, not really. <laughs> Billy Gunn literally just had a match. <laughs> Billy Gunn is fine. I mean, Billy. Yeah. I, <laughs> Billy Gunn is not the problem here. Billy Gunn is actually <laughs> underrated. Yeah, he, he said, is. He said Road Dog's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> Road Dog is fine. He's just, he's you know. Okay. He's, yeah, he's okay. Just, he's not just anything, James. not anything, you know, better than a like, mid-card guy. That's fine. The world needs people on the mid-card. Um, so I, I, I gotta, I gotta like, you know, again, Billy Gunn is actually underrated. I mean, he Come got <laughs> Come to the dark side. Come to <laughs> Pick the dynamic duo. Come on, baby. Dude, I'm picking the dynamic duo. Why else would you have them on this card? Why exactly. would you have them there if you didn't think that this was a fair matchup? <laughs> I don't think the New Age Outlaws were ever that great. I'm going to be honest. Oh, okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Like, so, I, I, I like them as performers. I think they have great personalities, and they're probably cool people. They're like that ugly girl in high school. Like, no, she has a really good personality. <laughs> so Next on the back. <laughs> we got Daniel Bryan versus... Uh, Juice and Thunder. DB all day, dude. Yeah, but man, what that? This is this is that match that like people will like will watch over and over again. I was about to say I'm picking Daniel Bryan too, but I I would love to see that match. Oh my god! Yeah, you almost wish that it happened when he was in NXT, right? Like Daniel Bryan, Uh, like Daniel Tyler Breeze. I came back. Just why they should have given Daniel Bryan instead of Tyler Breeze? Well, he was hurt at the time, so that's that's yeah. You know what? Who you got? (laughs) I'm going to be the contrarian here, and I'm going to say I don't know if Daniel Bryan would let himself get pushed over. uh, I don't think he would, right? Like, he'd be like, nah, man, I'm losing to Jushin. So, I got to believe that Jushin Liger wins this match. (laughs) I'm I'm all in on that. I I would would book it as Daniel Bryan winning, but, like, there's a part of me who'd be like, Daniel Bryan, like, Getting schooled by Jushin Liger and you, and you as a fan be like, did Daniel Bryan just get his ass whooped? Like, <laughs> I think yes. with the amount of high profile losses that Daniel Bryan has probably willingly taken mm-hmm. in his career, I uh, to be honest, I I 
fully believe that he would have chosen to like take a loss to Drew Gulak. Like, yeah, I, right. I, I believe that in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see a problem with like Jushin Liger winning this match just because I don't know if Daniel Bryan would let himself go over in this one. Exactly. I feel like it's like two people with no backstage politics, like bowing to each other. We're like, no, no, you win. No, 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 you win. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm in your house. You should win, Daniel. We're like, no, 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 you should win. You're that, a legend. That's a great intro for the main event because I guarantee you that's one these guys we're going to have. <laughs> I, as a fan, we were all deprived by not having this match in our lifetime. We wanted this, right? Like, I felt like a lot of us wanted this because that. Yeah, because that's what you want. It went to The Rock, and I, for, I love The Rock, but I will never understand why it went to The Rock instead of Austin. I would say at their peak, as good as Hogan was, and I'm not talking NWO peak, I'm talking 80s peak, mm-hmm. I would go Stone Cold over Hogan on this. Same. If I, if I booked it. I'm not saying he would beat him, but I'm, I'm, if I'm <laughs> Austin going over. I, 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 80s I would, Hogan? Yeah, ain't nobody going over him. Well, yeah. But I would, if I'm booking it, Austin's going over. Same. If I'm booking it, I'm I'm putting Austin over on that. Too. Well, like I said, I would I would choose Austin. But if we're doing this the right way, and it's like you know prime versus prime, and I got to look at it from the you know those scopes, ain't no way in hell Hulk Hogan losing a match in the in the '80s, especially to another marquee superstar because he wants to absorb that star power. That's fair. This <laughs> is what I was waiting for. Nah. <laughs> there's still, still a whole nother car too, Remy. Yeah, there is still a whole nother car. There's still there's a whole shit. No, you didn't. I, I thought that we were just doing one side of the card versus the other. I didn't realize that there was like. Uh, oh, right. yeah. There's, there's a yeah. whole, there's a whole other side. There's the red side. I'll be, yeah. I'll, I'll be quick here. It's like, where do you define Austin's peak? Do you define Austin's peak? Okay, no, turn that back. I don't want to think about that. 99. Oh, yeah. I told you I don't want to think about that. Do you, I'm trying. My computer's like, slow. Jesus Christ, Carlos. <laughs> okay. Oh, you might as well have left it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, is Austin's peak before or after his neck injury, right? His his peak his peak to me was what, 98-99? Yeah, which was after his neck injury. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's 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 interesting because you could argue that his uh, his limited ring work from that point forward forced him to adjust his psychology and helped make him as popular as he was. Mm-hmm. Um, Hogan was never in any conceivable way as good as Stone Cold. Nah. You know, you obviously you can't have a Stone Cold without Hulk Hogan beforehand, but this is a hard one to book. Um, and I personally, I would be happier with a Stone Cold win, and that is exactly what I would want. But as far as what I could realistically expect out of this match, I'd probably say Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's how I feel. I mean... See, that's funny. To pun intended, I, I thought we were Stone Cold Lock <laughs> on, on it being Stone Cold. And I was like, dude, Stone Cold, I, I, th- right? I, think, I, think, we, I think we're Stone Cold Lock in our hearts, but, but I'm booking it from... A retrospective of both of them in their primes, and I, I, if I'm the Booker and I have to deal with that, I don't. Austin would swallow a loss quicker than Hogan would. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what it boils he would, down. Yeah, and that's the thing about Austin, right? He would have he definitely would have been like, nah, I'm I'm good. He needs I, to win more. I think we should go the opposite way this time because I think the best match is on the far top left hand side. Hell yeah, man. So wait, we start with Hell in a Cell. Yeah, we'll start from the bottom, work our way down and, and loop around. So Hell in a Cell, Bruiser Brody versus Cactus Jack. Um first of all, that's a banger. I'm gonna go with Cactus Jack. I mean, it's it's his playground. He's been in those matches. It's so I'm going Bruiser Brody, man. Cactus Jack has lost like every hell in his cell match. <laughs> that's why he deserves this one. I am booking that for a W. Um, I, I recommend you young fans watching at home to go on YouTube and search Bruiser Brody versus Lex Luger 1986 inside of a steel cage when Bruiser Brody no-sold every single thing that Lex Luger did. I'm going Bruiser Brody. <laughs> this is uh, what what uh, promotion was this? It was like AWA, right, or something like that. AWA Florida. Uh, it was Championship Wrestling. It was it was a part of the NWA, and it was a cage match, 1986, and the entire match is very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, Luger jetted out of the the cage. He yeah. was. Yep. Yeah. I've never seen somebody climb a cage as fast as that man. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, Foley is just too damn nice. I gotta say Brody all the way. Right, like again, that's another one. Like he's just be like, no, 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 you win. <laughs> how many? How many? We talked about this earlier, Nick. How many losses have has Mick been like? Yeah, just go ahead. I don't care. He put over so many people. Everybody, Mick Foley is my favorite wrestler of all time, I, and it's and it's simple because he loves the business. He respects the business. Yep. He does he does everything right, and and when you see him, he doesn't overstay his welcome. You know, he he's not there forever. You know, he's not up your face. And he's, he's always happy to be in whatever town he's in. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not for a cheap pop. He really means it. You know? And like Carlos was saying earlier, you know, Edge, uh, Randy Orton, uh, Triple H, all those dudes benefited because Mick Foley put them over and put his body on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, look legit. So next, hey, next match we got here, Owen Hart versus Chris Jericho. So I'm assuming... Hey. How is this not like I know we're gonna talk about the last match and, and to me that's the match of the night for this thing, but how's this not match of the night, right? This is like a takeover card. This card question, I guess the question is is what year their primes would be, because I'm not really quite sure of Owen Hart's prime. What would it be? Like I, whatever year he, he wrestled Bret Hart, right? At WrestleMania? 92? Oh, 94. 94. Okay. Yeah, I mean here's the thing I struggle with is uh Owen Hart was still in his prime when he died. That's yeah, well, fair too. Like, yeah, maybe not That's in fair. terms of booking, but not I mean, talent. That dude is ridiculous. If I'm going to match, I have Owen win the same way that he beat Brett at WrestleMania 10. I would have Jericho go for the walls and have Owen Hart do like an inside cradle or a, I don't know whatever move it was, but I yeah. would have it be like a you know a surprise roll up type of deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and Owen doing it doesn't do any disservice too because like it's like the most great basic wrestling move right but coming from what like most likely one of the best wrestlers of all time like yeah arguably. i'll take Owen, i'll take going hard in this one yeah, yeah. Same. so I, 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 yeah in I my head though, they're both heels right going no. to this match it's heel versus heel no i didn't i didn't take i took owen as the face in this match because it's because uh, they go in as a heel i would take yeah. Owen. Heel. i think they're just both heels yeah they're both heels i think yeah, because I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and Mark will attest to this. Bulldog, Owen, they're both heels. They were tag champs too at the same time, correct? 
Yeah. And that match is incredible. And there's like no shenanigans. This is like just wrestling. That was a Kuwait Cup, I believe. So that is a Kuwait Cup. That's what it is. Yeah, that Kuwait match. Is <laughs> yeah, man. Vader went to jail in Kuwait during that. Yeah, time. he did a week before, like like a couple days before <laughs> that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He pulled up, what's the name? He pulled the. He tried to. He tried to be up the reporter. Yeah. Oh, oh he he did a um. Uh, uh, what the hell is his name? He slept the crap out of that reporter from Dateline. Stossel. Uh, yeah. From 2020. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. John Stossel. Who's the wrestler? Oh, God. He's a bounty hunter. Come on, man. Hey, I, I just couldn't remember his name. I remember he was a bounty hunter now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kick ass bounty hunter. Taught you well, Yeah. <laughs> so we got, uh, we got The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Um, I can care less about this matchup. I'm going to say The Rock is, is you know, it's The Rock. I feel like Roman would go over, but I'm gonna pick the Rock. Rock. <laughs> break again. I'm, like uh, I think Roman has been uh, has been booked far more dominantly than the Rock ever was. I gotta yeah. pick Roman on this one. Okay. Cool. So we got uh, next. We got RVD and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Steamboat. Ricky. Yeah, I'm gonna say Ricky. Yeah, <laughs> I got Ricky. Go all the way. Steamboat, uh, but this is one of those matches where you'd be like, oh, yeah, RVD could do some, like, actual, like, he could, he could wrestle. <laughs> yeah, this is the one you you remember. You're like, oh, that's right. Like, Shawn Michaels, every once in a while, when he, like, when he wrestled Kurt, you're like, oh, that's right, yeah. Shawn is really good at Matt wrestling, too. TLC, Wild Simones versus the Dudley Boys. That's a badass match. Because it's the TLC, y'all say the Dudleys because they know the match inside and out. Dudleys. Yeah, I'll go Dudleys. My favorite tag team of all time, by the way. This is also yeah. This is a this is another one where the like match type really matters. I gotta say the Dudleys. Yeah. And then we have a tornado tag team match, which is my favorite type of tag team. Talk match. about like this this card has like hard hitting matches left and right because you know right, first of we all didn't oh, the hardest hitting match yet. Yeah, Owen Owen and, and Jericho they're gonna go they're gonna go hard right on each other. Bruiser Brody and Cactus are gonna go hard on each other. Samoans and Dudleys are gonna go hard on each other. And then you get these two teams, the Von Erics and the Road Warriors. Now, Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. Have they ever wrestled? I don't believe so. And the Road Warriors were on the floor with the Von Erics. So. Absolutely, right? Like, <laughs> like you, could, you could make a slip argument like. for the Von Erics, but, like, the Road Warriors are going over. Yeah. That would be a great the match. The Von Erics had a great feud with a dynamic duo uh, on yeah. the one card. That would be a match that I would still pay to see today. Oh, yeah. Um, no, not the Road Warriors. Yeah, right. The Vi are gonna just like they're gonna look like Flair when he when he cuts himself. There's just gonna be blood all over, hair and all. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. And Nick, you you really wanted to talk about this match too. This is okay. Funny. Well, Remy, Re- Re- who do you got? Yeah, who do you got for the tag team? Road Warriors all the way. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sweet, sweet, sweet. All right, so Texas Bull Rope match: The Undertaker, the hardest striker in the. In the, in the WWF uh, versus Stan Hansen, so some bitch with the poorest eyesight in history. <laughs> that's true. That is true. <laughs> that's that's why he punched so hard. I can't see you, so I punched so hard. Um, I, if I'm booking this, it's Taker because of his whole lineage. You, you listen, listen. There's only one correct answer here, and that's Stan Hansen. This is a bull rope match. All you gotta do. Is touch all four corners with with the strap. No, there's no way. That's how he won the U.S. title at Halloween. Yep. 
Static 90 by beating Lex Luger. This is Stan Hansen all day long. Uh, I'll go and Stan Hansen on this too, but how bloody we think this match goes. Well, Taker will be. That's right. Stan, but you can tell the blood from the uh, tobacco on his chest. That's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> Gross. I gotta, dude. I, I gotta go like in a weird direction with this. Stan Hansen wins under every circumstance, except if this was a WrestleMania match. Oh, fair. Okay. Yeah, because Taker would go over no matter what on that one. Yeah. Okay. I I don't hate it. Like I understand it. Yeah. Didn't Taker have a match with JBL? That was like something of this. No, you know what's funny? Because yeah, Eddie when, when you when you showed me earlier when you showed up earlier, it's Eddie and, and JBL. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if Taker did the same type of deal with him mm-hmm. since JBL. JBL is just a gentrified Stan Hansen anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, okay. For for the most part, um, so I guess I'm the only one going with Taker on this one. Um, Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles. Now the question is: Is what AJ Styles is this? Is this you know, new wow, right? in AJ Styles or is it 2018 AJ Styles? Now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with 2018 because I feel like that's the most complete AJ Styles. Yeah, uh, that's right. I, I feel guess. like that's the purest form, right? We had like TNA and New Japan all built to this like this kind of perfect mesh. Right. AJ Styles is a fine wine. Make no doubt about it. Like, but what are there? Fine wine. What's, though. what's Shawn Michaels though? I mean. Would you think 90, 96 Shawn Michaels is better than 2004 Shawn Michaels? You know what's funny? I think 2004 Shawn Michaels is better. I agree. I agree with Carlos. I've got to fully agree. I think that- about him with no drugs, man, like no alcohol, no drugs on him, clear head, not a dick anymore. <laughs> like he got just- smile back. Yeah, he got he got he, he, <laughs> he got, got a smile back. Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> well, not today, but back in those days, Sonny would be, you know. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, sunny days would be ahead. Not so much now. Yeah, um, I, I think yeah, this has to be like 2004 Shawn Michaels. Like I'm talking about like that WrestleMania 21 against Kurt. I'm go- I'm going with the face that runs the place. I'm going with AJ Styles in this one. I think that guy. I think that guy just like has has ascended to such a, a stratosphere. Like usually, if you come to the WWE, you fizzle out immediately if you're brand new because Vince gets tired of you or he wants to stick it to whatever company you used to work for. AJ Styles has been treated like a king the second he walked through the door. Oh yeah, I'm yep. I'm blown away by it. Yeah, yeah, we're really lucky. <laughs> I mean, he kept his name. Like, yeah, he kept his name. He kept like most of his everything. Lineage. Yeah, he kept everything. Like, he he even got somehow some way to use the Styles Clash after Vince banned it. And he was like, listen, look how safe it is. Look, Vince. Look, Vince. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I I'm I, I know this is very fanboy-esque. I, I have to go with Sean, <laughs> I, man. I gotta I go with Sean. We, we knew what you were gonna yeah, say. Yeah, I know. I know, but don't lie to us. I, I pictured this match, like uh was it WrestleMania 19, Sean and uh Jericho? Uh-huh. Well you get you, like I in my that match I was like, oh man, Jericho's giving it to him. I think Jericho's gonna win this match. And then like Sean won at the end. I was like, damn, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like I feel like I'm definitely going in thinking Sean. And midway through the match, I'm like, like crap, I think AJ's gonna win, and then Sean wins. 
That super kick out of nowhere. He goes for the phenomenal forearm super kick, similar to Shelton Benjamin, that one raw. So, Carlos, we all just gave our thoughts on and our predictions on all these matches. That's fair. How, how, well, I won't even spoil it. Yeah. Hard would you prefer, Carlos? <laughs> I, I gotta go red. I now, gotta go the red card. Wait for a second, because I didn't weigh in on this one. Yeah. Oh, oh that's right. I mean, I apologize. No, it's all good. I've I've been quiet. Um, <laughs> you know, we're talking peak Shawn Michaels for me, which is Shawn Michaels coming back and not Shawn Michaels and like you know his supposed time <laughs> didn't need to win matches. Mm-hmm. Mm. I gotta okay. say, Jay. That's fair. That's fair. He he lost against Kurt, and that's the that's the match I'm specifically pulling from. Like his like one of his greatest performances for Sean is is him and Kurt. So yeah, he lost against Taker and is arguably like most people's favorite WrestleMania matches. Let me, let me see that white card one more time. Yeah, man. Don't forget it's gonna take a second because I got an old ass computer. Yeah, just see the white card because we've already forgotten about it. Yeah, I the white card is the better card. Okay, so oh wait, here we go. Yeah, yeah the I'll take the white card. There's so many better, better matches. I like the Liger, the Liger DB match, the Bret Hart Kurt Angle. Fatal Four A actually would be decent, right? And and then Stone Cold, we never got it. That, that match is, alone makes the white card a must see. Yeah. That Bret Hart Kurt Angle thing is beautiful, though. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I think the red card is more consistent. Like I think it, it picks yeah, it's, like, it's, 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 it's not like as top heavy, card, right? Yeah. White card, white card is mad top heavy. Yeah, I think most of the matches I would want to see on the red card, but the white card would have the matches that are absolute must sees. For me, when I like when I was why I picked red. Was it felt like a, like a fantasy takeover? That too. Uh, it felt like a <laughs> fantasy takeover, right? Like uh, takeovers are like some of my favorite events because, like, I feel like beginning to end, man, that thing goes on full cylinder. Like this most recent one was like the first time I was like, oh, this is okay. Like they use like full that's force. Cause cause, that's because they're not takeovers anymore. Whatever takeover you're talking about is dead. The takeovers they're pushing out now are, you know, C list pay per views. Like the, the quality in the ring might be in there, but the heart and passion that you felt on a Saturday night at eight o'clock, you know, just before a major event, it's it's just so different. Yeah, and it sucks because because takeovers were like they were like how TNA when they first started felt like you know being on pay per view and being like, oh, what is this? This is real different, you know. Like they they've got something going on here. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we ran over a lot of time that we usually don't run over. But, you know, this week was different. Um, guys, if you're watching this, tell us what you think about the white card, the red card, who you, who you would pick, who your picks were for the matches. And, you know, let us know what you think of this week's show. Um, like, share, and subscribe. I'll throw it over to my friend Mark here. Well, listen, man, Remy, welcome back, buddy. We yeah, we got you back. So we went a little over. We'll get a little bit back uh, more on track next time. But that red card, white card was something pretty fun to end the show with. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. I get to say it again. For Carlos, 
Nick, and Remy. I am Mark, and we thank you for watching. We will see you next week on The Entrance Ramp. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Get out of here. Thank you for listening to The Entrance Ramp Podcast. Please like us on Facebook at The Entrance Ramp Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at The Entrance Ramp Pod. And subscribe to us on YouTube by searching for The Entrance Ramp Podcast. We'll see you next time.